This is Don Frederico of Higher Callings. Last week I had the privilege of publishing portions of my interview of Reverend Pashington Obey, in which he described his work with descendants of Africans living in India, known as the Cities. In this bonus episode, we shift our focus from India to Africa, as Pash describes an exciting project being built in his home country of Ghana, known as the Pan-African Heritage World Museum. I will post a link to information about the museum in the show notes for anyone who would like to learn more about it. Enjoy! You have one other project going on now that I want to talk about, and that is okay. the Pan-African Heritage World Museum. So you are still involved with the cities in India, but now you are also focused on a project in Africa. And could you please uh, tell us what that is? Thank you. The Pan-African Heritage World Museum was founded by Honorable Kojo Yanka, who has also traveled around the world. And he has been struck by the absence of a rallying place physically and imaginatively where people of African descent since the dawn of time live. How do you bring them together? How do you get a sense of what they have been contributing to the various societies where they find themselves? And how do you create some cohesiveness for them so that they can relate to one another, not to the exclusion of others, but by knowing something about their identity and knowing how to tell their story. Because one of the pillars of the founding of this organization is that proverb, which says, until the lion has its own storytellers, the narratives of the hunter would always glorify <laughs> the success of the hunter. Well, the we hunter... see that in the United States, don't we? <laughs> with with uh, the stories of American history and, and the exactly. from the point of view of the white person rather than the Native Americans who were exactly. violently displaced from where they had lived. And so the... One of the pillars, goals of this museum is how do people of African descent tell their own stories? There are musicians, there are academics involved in writing poetry, there are dancers, there are painters, there are drummers. And so in 2022, an edifice is going to be put up in Ghana that will begin assembling all the elements that I have mentioned and more. For instance, there will be a section on the museum grounds 
for herbal medicine plants. Herbal medicine plants. There will be an area called Palace of Kingdoms and Queendoms. There will be a place for artifacts that were spirited through the shores of Africa to different parts of the world and kept in museums elsewhere. There will be places that will house contemporary works of Africans. So the museum physically is supposed to assemble all these and more and then we'll have a digital space for projecting through the digital medium uh, augmented and virtual, virtual images of all the things that have been done by people of African descent. This will therefore embrace works produced in Brazil, Suriname, Mexico, Trinidad and Tobago, then Iraq, Iran, South Asia, Pakistan, Sri Lanka, Indonesia, and the others. So and that's because that's that's because African artifacts and African culture and history has essentially been exported to all of those places over the centuries. Correct. Okay. Yes. And this museum, then, the idea behind it is for Africans to mm -hmm. tell the story of Africa and Africans without, the without the influence of colonialism, without, without it being exactly. tainted by colonialism. Okay. Correct. And what is your role in this? <laughs> I am pretend director of education and culture, and I can say something uh, briefly. All the years that I've been away from continental Africa, specifically Ghana, it's my children that are reminding me that I was building some blocks. When I was teaching, and had courses on African diaspora people in the Americas, you know, from Brazil, Venezuela, all the way to the United States, Canada, and so on. I never thought that there would be a day that such experience or such knowledge will be required to be put at the service of a museum. I never thought that. When you came to the United States, Nelson Mandela was still in prison, right? Correct. Yes. Right. I mean, that, things have changed quite a bit over that exactly. period. Exactly. And so I am being reminded that if I play this role as a director for education and culture, among my responsibilities will be tapping people that can help in the telling of stories through the voices of Africans and Afro-descendants. And in our private conversations, I have said 
much as I appreciate that opportunity, especially following immediately after a conference that was held in August, and again I was asked to chair the planning and implementation of that conference, I know that it takes energy, it takes time, it takes a certain level of creativity that I am telling myself that I'll be happy to be in the background and then encourage others to be at the forefront of this great endeavor, which I fully support, but I want to continue learning. So that's what in our private conversation I've told you. Right. And now we're going to make it public for the whole world to hear. <laughs> <laughs> that was being tricky. <laughs> well, Pash, I think this, you know, it's, it's obviously a very exciting um, project. And I look forward to hearing more about it. Maybe someday I'll go to Ghana and visit it. Although I, I have a lot of other places to visit too. And I'm not doing much traveling these days during this pandemic. But um, it, it just sounds wonderful. It sounds like a project whose time has certainly come. And it also sounds like in one capacity or another, you're going to remain very much involved in it. Is that right? Whether yes. it's behind the scenes I'm, I'm or happy. on the forefront. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I, I prefer uh, behind the scenes because I know the amount of phone calls and especially now, the Zoom meetings that I've been holding and and uh, and I'm so fortunate and I'm grateful that you are helping me to get uh, modern gadgets to be able to have this meaningful conversation with you because before now I had this Mickey Mousey things that I never even learned how to use. Just, just so you know, we're the only thing recording is audio, so nobody can see that you just held up a pair of wired earbuds, and what you're wearing is what my son tells me is is gaming headphones now that you recently acquired. Okay, that's wonderful. <laughs> I, I appreciate this. I appreciate this because uh, most of these things are new, and as an aside, you know, some of the people that we meet... They do not know that they are on camera. And so in the middle of some of our meetings, the person could be in, in Australia or Sri Lanka. And the person may just uh, try to have a snack without knowing that on Zoom, everything is Everyone, being captured. People can see what they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> and I know there have been some truly embarrassing moments for some people uh, because of yeah. that. This has been an episode of Higher Callings. Your host is Donald Federico. Music is provided by Fancy Mountain, and our logo was designed by Matt Petro. Higher Callings is edited by Brian Federico. Higher Callings is a production of Federico Media, LLC.